0: It was a dark and stormy night. In her attic bedroom, Margaret Murray, wrapped in an old patchwork quilt, sat on the foot of her bed and watched the trees tossing in the frenzied lashing of the wind. Behind the trees, clouds scudded frantically across the sky. Every few moments, the moon ripped through them, creating writhe-like shadows that raised along the ground. The house shook. Wrapped in her quilt, Meg shook. She wasn't usually afraid of weather. It's not just the weather, she thought. It's the weather on top of everything else. On top of me, on top of Meg Murray, doing everything wrong. School, school was all wrong. She'd been dropped down to the lowest section in her grade. That morning, one of her teachers had said crossly, Really, Meg, I don't understand how a child with parents as brilliant as yours can be such a poor student. If you don't manage to do a little better, you'll have to stay back next year. During lunch, she had rough-housed a little to try to make herself feel better. And one of the girls said scornfully, After all Meg, we aren't grammar school kids anymore. Why do you always act like such a baby? And on the way home from school, walking up the road, with her arms full of books, one of the boys had said something about her dumb baby brother. At this, she had thrown the books on the side of the road and tackled him with every ounce of strength she had and arrived home with her blouse torn and a big bruise under one eye. Sandy and Dennis, her 10-year-old twin brothers, who got home from school an hour earlier than she did, were disgusted. Let us do the fighting when it's necessary, they told her. A delinquent, that's what I am, she thought grimly. That's what they'll be saying next. Not mother, but them. Everybody else. I wish father. But it was still not possible to think about her father without the danger of tears. Only her mother could talk about him in a natural way, saying, When your father gets back? Gets back from where? And when? Surely her mother must know what people were saying, must be aware of the smugly, vicious gossip. Surely it must hurt her, as it did Meg. But if it did... She gave no outward sign. Nothing ruffled the serenity of her expression. Why can't I hide it too? Meg thought. Why do I always have to show everything? The window rattled madly in the wind, and she pulled the quilt close about her. Curled upon one of her pillows, a grey fluff of kitten yawned, showing its pink tongue, tucked its head under again and went back to sleep. Everybody was asleep. Everybody except Meg. Even Charles Wallace, the dumb baby brother, who had an uncanny way of knowing when she was awake and unhappy. And who would come so many nights tiptoeing up the attic stairs to her, Even Charles Wallace was asleep.